Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name is Mike Goldman and welcome to On The Mic, coming to you from the streets of New York in Greenwich Village. We are in West Forth, and the man sitting next to me is arguably one of the best point guards to come out of America to play in Australia in the NBL. At one time, he was the MVP, and he is also a commentator with Fox Sports. A dead set legend, probably one of the best street ballers ever out of New York as well. Corey Homicide Williams, welcome to On The Mic. Mike, first of all, that was an amazing intro. I don't I probably don't even think I, I ever got one better as that, as good as that. Well, that's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm courtside announcer for the City Kings. So, right. you know, I, I just wish that one day I could have introduced you. Man, you know what? Well, you just did right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that bucket list is checked. I'm glad to be on the show. Let's do this. Tell us about this amazing place that we're at, because I, I'm staying just around the corner at the moment and just stumbled across it by chance. And this is what they call the cage behind us. And these guys are, are full on. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, the cage is one of the most legendary basketball courts in New York City, actually in America. The cage is just as equivalent to the West Coast as the Venice Basketball League in Venice Beach, Rucker Park uptown in Harlem, and Dykeman. Dykeman Uptown, uh, Uptown Manhattan. So these are some of the some of the best players in New York City, NBA, overseas, high school, have come out of these parks mm. and have played at a high level at these parks. My career high at this park was 52 points. 52 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it, that's and, crazy. and it was a really and it was a really good game. And we actually lost by two. That's how competitive the game was. So there's so much to chat with you about. I want to talk about street balling in New York and, and how it could get a bit rough and the, and the list that you had in your pocket and you went around crossing off names of who you had to beat. But there's so much happening in Australian basketball right now. In the Philippines, there's wow. this massive punch-up between Australia and the Philippines like nothing we've ever seen before. I want to talk about that. Andrew Bogut getting his share of the City Kings, leaving the NBA to come to Australia. And the massive NBA-NBL matchup that's happening as well. Like, we've never seen anything like that happen. It's such an exciting time for basketball in Australia. It definitely is. And, you know, we have to mention as well as, you know, rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. Shout out to Ben Simmons for getting that rookie of the year. Yeah. wasn't easy. You know, he was up against some stiff competition. Donovan Minshew was a stud. and um, But he got it done. You know, and he is going to – he's going to have so many other young children yeah. wanting to play the game in Australia. It's going to go to a whole nother level. Well, a lot of people are saying he's the next Michael Jordan. What does he have to do to be that great? I mean, he has a whole... First of all, he has to shoot the jump shot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot... You've got to remember, this is his first year playing professional basketball. So, you know, obviously it was a great start for him. You know, they went from 28 wins yeah. to about 60 wins, which was unbelievable. He had... Um, he did some really good stuff, but at the end of the day, he has to look back, assess the season, and look at what he needs to do to get better. Because now, guess what? There's no more surprises. You probably surprised a lot of people. Now, the scouting report comes in. How do you get better? In the offseason, he has to work on what he needs to work on to advance his game. You know, they're going to take certain things away from him. 
he has to be able to counter that and um, capitalize on what they take away. They're going to give him an open jump shot. He's going to have to knock that down. And, you know, I'm, I, what we're seeing right now is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You give him two or three years, then you really see who Ben Simmons is actually going to be. I love how he's rocking out with the golden kangaroo, and he's he's going out all out Aussie. He's wearing double flannels and really representing the country in such a great way. And and not just him. Like I think it's the most Australian players that we've ever had in the NBA. I mean, and that's why the game has no choice but to rise in Australia. Yeah. At, just because of what you just said. Yeah. The nine, I think it's about nine or eight Australian players in the NBA. And mind you, they're not riding the bench. They are competing oh, yeah, and totally. contributing. Look at Joe Ingles this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Della so comes in doing what he does. Jelly. You know, Bogut had led the way for yeah. a very, very long yeah. time. Patty Mills doing his thing. Thorn Maker doing his like it's so many others. You know, so um, th this thing has no choice but to rise. Such an exciting time for Australian basketball. And the big matchup between the NBA and the NBL, wouldn't it be nice to get a win? Is there any chance of that happening? Oh, there's always a chance. I mean, when you really think about it, look what happened last year. OKC barely won that game <laughs> against Melbourne United. Only who, just. Only just. Who, and Casper Ware, big game he had. Yeah. He had, what, 22 points? Yeah. I think six threes, four rebounds, four assists, for, and picked up Westbrook full court. Turned him a couple of times, defended him in the post, because what people don't know is Casper Ware is a great, not a good, a great on-ball defender and a great low-post defender. But anyway, forget about Casper Ware right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Casper Ware. Hey, you've, Casper Ware. You've earned my respect. Good luck in the summer league. <laughs> did, he, did he ever not have your respect? Well, you know, to be honest with you, he never not had it. Yeah. But what I had to do, which was, what, which was part of my job, yeah. I had to bring a bit of spice to it. You yeah. know what I mean? At times, you know, the NBL used to be known for being quiet. Yeah. So what I had to do was pick fights. I was mentally picking fights from a distance. <laughs> You're a brawler. That's what I was, no, not a brawler, but just a trash talker. You know, throw a little bit of spice on it. What was some of the best trash talk you ever used? Uh, I used everything. You have I, the ugliest knees in the NBL. I mean, um, I, would, I would just tell a guy, like, I would, I would curse. I would just, I would talk, I would do whatever I needed to do outside of, like, disrespecting family or, you know, racist, racist tactics. It was just straight basketball things I would do. I would get in your face, I would push you, I would bump you, I would take any mental advantage that I can get over you. And physical wasn't even an issue, it was mentally I would try to get into your head. You'd be saying all sorts of stuff. I mean, a, a rumor has it that a lot of players used to say whenever they played against you, they would learn a lot of things about themselves, like, <laughs> uh, and things about their mother, and their sister, <laughs> and their brother, and their cousin, that they never knew. Well, te technically, I would never say nothing about their mother. Maybe <laughs> sister, cousin, or brother. But mothers are off limits. Yeah. So you really love Australia. You're married to an Australian girl. I'm not, or, actually. Or you, oh, I'm not married Australian at all. Girlfriend. Actually, I just broke up oh, with my no, partner. He's oh, no. He's back God. on the market. Yo, what, where did you I'm get sorry. this from? <laughs> I, you know, I, just, I Google shit. I talk to people. I'll okay. blame Shane Hill. Shane Hill said, I'm not his girlfriend. Hammer, here you go, Hammer. Uh, Shout out to my man, Hammer. I haven't said that. <laughs> but, um, you know, um. It was a great time we had, but um, you know, we just went our separate ways. I wish her the best. She's an amazing woman, and um, we had a lot of fun together. But you know, sometimes everything isn't forever. Yes, and what is forever is this heat. It's crazy. Oh. How do you put this? I, I'm sweating like a pig. How are you not sweating at the moment? I mean, you know, you know, when you got it, you got it. You know, I come on. 
I come Just as cool, cool as I possibly can. Button all the way up. It's a hundred degrees out where, where here. Are you, where are you living in a, in New York? I'm from the Bronx. Oh, Bronx. Born and raised in the so Bronx. You jump on the train. I jumped here. on the D train. I didn't want to drive too much traffic. Yeah. Hard to find parking, and you know, I just—it was just an easy ride straight down. Subway by Yankee Stadium. Subway here is amazing. I was at Yankee Stadium uh, not before last, watching the watching the Dodgers playing. Uh, yeah. oh, sorry, watching the Yankees. Why would we be watching the Dodgers? Maybe they uh, was playing the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. they're playing uh, Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay, they so, hate Boston. Yeah, New Yorkers hate Boston. Boston hate New Yorkers. I was there last night. They lost in the tenth inning. Mm. Atlanta beat them five to three. I saw I saw an interesting T-shirt. It said Buck Boston. <laughs> <laughs> a few people wearing that. Hey, so let's talk about that crazy punch-up that happened the other day between the Philippines and Australia. It's it's like nothing we've ever seen in international basketball, especially from Australia's perspective. You had players jumping off the bench. You had fans coming out of the crowd, people throwing chairs. A poor old Goulding was like on the ground under t under ten different Filipino guys trying to have a punch at him. Did you have you seen it? I saw I saw the highlights yeah. of it. Well, the lowlights of it, and that was just disgusting. Yeah. You know, that's not basketball. That's not the game we love to play every day. That's not why we work hard every day when we train to play. That was just atrocious. And what what was bothering more bothering to me more than anything was that fans were coming in, throwing chairs, hitting players. Where's the security? Where, it wasn't enough of it. It's ridiculous. I mean, FIBA are going to be, you know, putting some fines down, and and I hope they're really hard on the people that that are part of the management team that, that ran out there and threw in punches as well. I mean, those people should be banned for life. Of course, you know, I, I think that the FIBA really needs to come down and slam the hammer on it hard, so something like this does not happen again. You know, you you out there to compete and play hard. I don't care what nobody says. There was nothing malicious on kicker's part. Yeah. For a brawl to go in that manner. I'm yeah. not taking no sides. Yeah. It was just ugly to so watch, what, what period. Was said, uh, people said Daniel Kickett was, uh, and a few of the other players were ripping up some of the, the decals off the floor because it was they were slipping over. Okay. And so they were, they were going to, you know, a, a, a uh, another person's court and ripping up all the... The, the stickers off the floor, which is probably... That, that has nothing to do to insinuate a not, brawl not that, of that no. magnitude. That's There's crazy. nothing, there ain't no excuse. It's not like Kicker elbowed a guy and his jaw got dislocated or teeth fell yeah. out. That can insinuate a brawl. But what was going on out there, it, it wasn't enough for a brawl of that magnitude. Mm. Fans coming in the stands, Chris Golan could have got injured badly. Nathan Sobe getting punched in the face. Like, come on, man. That right there, yeah. that's something that could happen in street ball. Yeah, yeah, right. Not in FIBA basketball. National teams are playing. And the Australia team, man, all, all credit to them, they, they stayed on the bench, even though they wanted to get up and run over there. But everyone was running in from the Filipino side and just going crazy. Yeah. And, and, and what I find even more mental is that they decided that they were going to continue the game after. And, and they, they only had like three players on one side and five on the other. Like, how do you continue after that? Then eventually they called it off. Yeah, right? of course. I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They should have come. They should have stopped the whole game. That should have been it right there. Yeah. You know, um, crowd control. They need more security. Clearly, you know, and for it to be in Manila, it was just. It was just. Well, when it gets to the point where Australian players in in any code in any sport are actually worried about their their own personal safety. I mean, there's a chance that, uh, that the Philippines won't see any international matches there for quite some time. I mean, fair enough. They shouldn't. They should never see international matches for at least a decade. Yeah. That was ridiculous. That was atrocious. 
That's not basketball, man. I think the Philippines have actually been banned for quite some time already for, for something else that happened in the past. But uh, you, you ever seen anything like that before? And I've o never. Only when you've been playing street The court? only thing I've seen, well, I've seen worse. I've seen shootouts on basketball courts. What? I've you been serious? games where I got subbed out, brawls occurred, and shots were fired. A couple of my teammates got hit. Like, people don't understand. Street ball is for real. I've seen people lose their lives out here playing this. It's not this just is serious movie, business. White men can't jump. This, this is this is for real. The real this is real. You know, there's guys. Some some guys, you know, play high level, get opportunity to go out of your neighborhood, see the world, play in the NBA. Then there's some guys that'll never make it. You know, there's some guys just from the neighborhood. This is a tough environment. You know, it's not peaches and creams out here. So that's why when a guy is able to rise and make it out of the playground, now I'm not even talking about me, just there's plenty of guys that have done it and made it out, trust me. They've been through a lot, so little. Why, why do they do that? Is, is it because they just want to uh, put the other team off so, so they don't win and so that, that they look better and eventually get picked up by a bigger team? Or what's the story? You mean street ball? Or? Yeah, street ball. I think that it's, it's, it's like these, these, these are tough environments. These are tough neighborhoods, so yeah. only the strong survive. That's New York City. I don't care what lane you're in, street ball, corporate. Only the strong survive, so people are going to test you. How tough are you? Yeah, right. And these are just so mental. I'm going to bump you. I'm going to get in your face. How bad do you want it? So where's, where's the toughest place to play street ball? Detroit? I would say, no Detroit's way, New York bad. City. New York, yeah. Dykeman. Uptown at Dykeman. That crowd is, if you're not from here, that is a, a really threatening type of environment and crowd. Like, you could be scared and nervous and won't be able to play a game because Why you're nervous. Why would you go there to play, though, if you knew that that's kind of stuff That's the number happens. one tournament. It's not saying you might get beat up every day, but like. that's just the best competition. So, so guess what? Mentally, if you're not tough enough, yeah. don't come. So if you've got the balls to go there, then that says that you've obviously, that you're backing yourself and you're going to be that good a there player. There you go. So, so what was the team that you played for when you, was it just a, well, a couple just, of mates or is it a certain area that you were representing? No, uh, I represent the Bronx, but I never played with Bronx teams. I would just play with, you know, some guys, who, whoever paying the most. They pay you if you're a good enough player. Really, right. Cool. Street ball. So, yeah. they, you know, sponsors have come. A lot of uh, corporate sponsors would sponsor. Down here, Nike's one of the biggest sponsors of here. Oh, really? Wow. You know, and then there's a lot of individual teams that have individual sponsors. So the better you are, the more money you know, the higher your demand and the more money you could demand out here. You make a good living in the summer playing street ball. So what's this about two things? There's a list I heard about that you, you couldn't, you yeah. cross names off a list. Yeah. So you knew that they were scared of you, then you knew you could take things to the next level. Well, it, it really wasn't, it was, I had to make a list because I had nothing else. I graduated university, I have yeah. two college degrees, but my goal was to play basketball professionally. I didn't have big name, I didn't have a big stat. I didn't have big stats in university. So lucky for me, geographic-wise, I'm from the mecca of basketball. Yeah. So the only option I felt that I had, I was so naive, I actually believed I could make a career using the streetball platform. Yeah. And it actually worked. So I figured the best players in the game in streetball, I needed to hunt them down. Find out where they play. Find out where they go play. And hang out at their court. And go get them. Yep. And, and that was what, the only way to get better. That was the only way to get a rep. And that's what I did. And, and then uh, how, how did you go from street ball to playing in Australia? Well, um, little by little, I, I began getting a name from street ball. Started playing against guys that played in the NBA. I would hold my own. The biggest battle that I had that changed everything for me was playing against Ron Artest in, I think, 2005. Mm. He was defensive player of the year for the Indiana Pacers. 
He's from New York. Yeah, yeah, right. You understand? He comes from the culture. Yeah. So he came, and um, they brought him to guard me. And I had 27 points. I got MVP at Rucker Park. After that game, mentally, that took me to a whole nother level. I felt if, well, I knew if the defensive player of the year in the NBA couldn't guard me one-on-one, yeah. nobody could. That's next season, I got a shot directly to training camp with um, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. So at that point, after that, I got waived, but I got a better agent. Yeah. I was in a better situation, and I got cut from the NBA. Yeah. So now... So you were like best player in the D-League at one point. Now I got. I, I won the championship as a starting point guard in the D League. Yeah, right. And um, I played in the CBA. You know, I led in assists, triple doubles. Like I, 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 I did my whole rounds, but I got my shot older. So I figured at that point, I told my agent, I said, "Look, I don't want to chase the NBA anymore. I have a, a good um, resume from getting waived yeah. after the NBA, summer league, all of that stuff. I want to go overseas." My agent said, "Look, Australia loves." East Coast, New York City point guards do well in Australian league. That's just free-flowing, our type of play. I think you can do well down there. He sent me down there. Here's the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a phone. um, Scott Fisher, who was a coach back then with Perth Wildcats. Yeah. My favorite team, by the way. Shout out to Perth. (laughs) How we doing on time? Second favorite team. Yeah, yeah, perfect. All right, cool. Scott Fisher reached out to me several times. I kept going to the minor league at the time. And he wanted me to come play for Perth Wildcats. Then this specific time, he reached out to me. I we I agreed, but they had to cut Rashad Phillips. Right. This next day, Trevor Gleason calls my agent. Roselle Ellis got injured. They needed a point guard down there, right then and there. Same money. I said, why wait for them to cut a guy? They may not cut him. Yeah, true. I went to Townsville. That's how I got to Townsville. Isn't Townsville an amazing place? I love Townsville. Big rock in the middle of the city there. Listen, let me tell you why I love the Ville. Yeah. That place is nothing but underdogs. Yeah, it's true. I was an underdog. So all my energy correlated with Townsville Crocodiles. Mm. Outside of Rob Rose and that team that they had, mm. outside of that, nobody really respected them on the court. Yeah. So I, I took the attitude and said, you know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> We're going to go at whoever. And that's the mentality we, 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 we went with. Yeah. And that's why Townsville and I, Townsville will always have a place in my heart. I was there three straight years. And the t- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Town just get so behind their local team. They got so behind, and that's why it's heartbreaking now to see that there's no more Crocs. Yeah. You know, so. Will they come back? Nah. That's it. It's done. That's done. Well, there's going to be some more teams popping up. I mean, they're talking about the Gold Coast team. There is definitely some other teams coming. You know, look, I'm not going to be the one to say anything, but you know, um, you think this season is going to be amazing in the NBL? Yeah, totally. Wait till the next couple seasons. Really? This thing is on the rise. What do you predict? Sydney Kings is winning it. Sydney yes! Kings, without a doubt, Woo! is winning. <laughs> give them the ring now. Like you're giving Golden State the ring, give the Kings the win. Yes, the give ring. Them the win. And get your membership now. It's going to sell out. For sure. That arena is too beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
to Dude, not sell out. Arena. Andrew Bogut is back. Andrew Bogut, he's got a share of the team. That's he, monumental. He's got no outs. He can't go and play in the European <laughs> League. He's not going to play in the NBA. He's staying with the Sydney Kings. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the NBA. And he's, he, he's in it to win it, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. He still has legs, legs enough. He could have played in the NBA one more year at least. He's still got yeah. legs for the NBL. Yeah. You know, that backcourt is on. That's the best backcourt in the league. I don't care what nobody says. Kevin Lish, healthy? Yep. And Jerome Randall? Are oh, you see you see, you saw what he did in the Drew League yesterday? Yeah. Look at Jerome Randall highlights on, on his Instagram in oh, the okay. Drew League. I haven't seen it. Pretty Shout amazing. out to my man Jerome Randall doing what he does. What a legend. It's great to see him back. And Brad Newley's back as well. Newley's back. Newley! Then Daniel kick it at the four? What? How you go, who are you gonna guard? How are we not gonna win this? We at least gotta make the finals. Dude, I finals? You're gonna win it! We're gonna win it! You're gonna win it! Gaze does, Andrew Gaze deserves it. He's Coach of the year this year. Coach of the year. Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze. He's a legend. He's, he's been slapping his head so many times over the last couple of years and putting everything into it. And you've got to feel for him. And now he's got the team. This, this, is, this is a lot of pressure, but I reckon he's, he's got a thing. chance here, right? Here's my thing. Yeah. If you're doing well, I will tell you. Good on you. Yeah. If you're not doing well, I'm in your ass. Yeah. you got to respect that. <laughs> that that's just what it is. Well. You know what I mean? You got to respect that. And in the beginning of last season, yeah. I was in the Sydney Kings' ass. That's what I was. Yeah. You're stinking it up. Fire everybody. Figure it out. Start again. Second half of the year, that's, it's funny how things work out. Because yeah. when Kevin Lish went down, they had an opportunity to grab Jerome Randall. Who would ever think those two players could coexist and kill? You saw what they did to Perth at the, the, the second half of the season? Yeah, Destroyed right. them. Absolutely. You know, and they won, I think, six out of their last eight games, yeah, which did. gave the fans, the organization, hope. Our last couple of games, I think we had something like 16,000, 17,000 people. Exactly. So oh, can you imagine if, if, next year? If we have the first game against Melbourne United, last Woo! season's champions, and Andrew Bogut there, I, I mean, I, I could see it being That's a, a sellout. sellout. Yeah, it's, it's, That's it's, a it's sellout. And, you know, it's deserving. Those are the two of the biggest cities, two rival cities. It's only right for both of these teams to be on point, loaded up, mm. and going at it. I would love to see Burn City yeah. against Sydney in the grand finals. That would be epic. Perth is not making it. Adelaide is going back. They just signed Cotton again, didn't they? On a, on a yeah, it, 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 which is great. Which is yeah. great. That's monumental. Yeah. It's, it, look, I have nothing against Cotton, okay? I really don't. You've gone to town with him quite a few times. Oh, of course, I go to town with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I just call it as I see that's it. That's why we love you. You know, but um, it's great for him to be back in the league. He's yeah. MVP of the league. Yeah. And to get, when's the last import? You know, to get a three-year deal. That's impressive. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So they need to sign up some more players. because There you go, because one man got? can't do it. Yeah. I don't know who else they have, mm. but I tell you, I think, well, to be honest with you, Summer League is right around the corner, yeah. NBA Summer League. Yeah. So they all know the team to beat is who? Sydney Kings. Yeah. So they got to go get some real high-level talent that yeah. can mesh with their locals and figure it out. Yeah. What about the other teams? Um, they're still... What the hell came it down? <laughs> New York's being completely loud out here. <laughs> so what about the other teams? Uh, New Zealand, how are they looking? New Zealand's looking good. Um, Kenny, get it, Kenny, get it done. Kenny, who's the head coach down there. Um, He's not, this is his first year. He understands he has to come and bring it. Melbourne actually low-key 
the biggest team that they're worrying about is the New Zealand Breakers. Yeah. But um, I think they'll they'll finish in the top four, and I I can't not count out Adelaide 36ers. Joey Wright always figures out a way to get it done, but um, I think that'll be the top four. And what what about uh, what, what's going on with Wollongong, the Gong, the Hawks? Well, um, uh, people have been saying that they're they're not even going to be around for much longer, but well. What's the story there? They signed Jordia Jet. Okay, Jordia Jet was with Townsville. It was the last Townsville Crocodile duo, and um, Conklin. Yeah. Conklin, who's a former MVP of the league, they went to university together. They finished in last place with the Crocs. The last year the Crocs were in the NBA was about two seasons ago. Yeah. And now they're with Illawarra. Mm. Me personally, nothing against the kid. The young man, but I wouldn't have brought him back yeah. because he didn't do anything in, with Townsville worth bringing him back. But I don't believe they'll do they'll do much. That's not even a, a team I would. Honestly, I'm not even discussing no other team if they're not in top four. Yeah. Honestly, Brisbane they stepped it up. They won't finish last, yeah. but um they're not making top four. Mm. Who else? Cairns, they're not making top four. Perth. They're not making top four. I said it. Everything I said about Perth last year, it happened. I said they get swept. They got swept. I said they lose to Cairns. Regular season at the end at home, they lost. Trust me when I say this. Perth will not make the finals. How you enjoying being a commentator for Fox? First of all. Great job, by the way. Man, Brilliant. I, appre I appreciate it. Thank Love it. you. Love you your know, work. Um, I really appreciate it. One thing that I, I have to say first is... You have to give a shout out, tip my hat off to Larry Kesselman, Justin, Andy Crook, the whole team, CEO, Jeremy, you guys, and the rest of the team in the office who I love. I love all you guys. But um, they have done such a tremendous job pushing this envelope, yeah. doing things no one has expected them to do. Mm. They are the reason, as well as the talent on the floor, obviously, yeah. but they are combined the reason why basketball is being talked about on the level that it's being talked about in Australia. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of. Well done a few years ago to Larry and the team for, for seeing the way basketball was headed. It's on the rise in Australia in a big way. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my, my dad was the courtside announcer for the Sydney Kings back okay. then, Grant Goldman. And, uh, and basketball was huge in Australia. I mean, the Sydney Kings were, were winning championships. It was such an exciting time. But then all of a sudden, you, later on, we, we started getting Foxtel and people could just start watching the NBA and, and, and watching it at home. So they're like, oh, wow, who are these guys? So I think it kind of lost its luster a little bit. But now we're, we're getting so much more competitive and so many exciting things are happening. It really is on the rise. But well done to Larry and the team for seeing the way things have, uh, were going to head and, uh, and, and the way things are going. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, the best is yet to come. You know, we haven't even seen the creme de la creme. We haven't seen the top <laughs> of where this NBL is going. Yeah. It's only going to get better. You know, if I don't know anything else about Larry Kesselman, I know this. Yeah. He's in it to win it. Mm, he is. He's not playing a game to just play. He's playing to win. And he's stopping at, he's stopping at nothing to get this W. So when you're talking about the cream at the top, you know, the, the, the great things that are going to happen to the NBL, I heard rumors of a Chinese team playing in the Australian competition. 
Look, you know, with Larry Kesselman, anything's anything's possible. <laughs> hey, look, because I'm going to tell you why. Who would ever think NBL versus NBA tour? Yeah. Eight games, five teams yeah. in the preseason. Who would ever think that could have happened? Well, there's no way that people would have thought it would have happened years ago. But now, this is just such an exciting thing. I mean, think about this. Yeah. Outside of EuroLeague yeah. or teams in China, yeah. what other league? has ever pulled something off like this. And, and, the, and the massive game that's happening between Australia Come and, on. and the Dream Team. Come on, Eddie Hart Stadium. That's I'm there. It's like 50,000 people are expected for that. That is going to be epic. Epic. And you know what? There's no chance. There's, there's a chance LeBron might not be playing. What? Okay. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about as well. LeBron now with the Lakers. Yeah. We, what we the gonna, hell? We're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, if... Team Australia gets all their NBA players playing in that game. Mm. They got a chance to win that game. Imagine if we beat the USA Dream Team. They got a chance that to win ridiculous. that game. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. And you'll be in the commentary box? I better be. Hit that box hell. I better be. How could you use anyone else <laughs> other than this guy? No, no, seriously? no. No, no. Let me tell you. I love my coworkers. I love you all. John Casey, Hammer. I mean, I can't, I can't even name all you guys right they're now. They're great. We don't they're have all a lot great, but they're a bit soft compared to you. But I love you guys because we add balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's a yeah, lot yeah. of things they've taught me along the way. we got to remember, I might talk a lot, but I haven't done this as long as they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of stuff on camera, off camera, they teach me. They help me. And I really appreciate you all, all of you guys. In your face, though, would you describe your commentary style? I mean, honestly, I don't even think I have a style. I'm just the guy that's just like brutally honest. Hmm. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to be honest. I don't have, I'm not biased with any team or anybody. I think that's the best thing with, for me, the yeah. best thing that I bring to it. Hmm. You know, for example, how can Sean Reddish not be biased? He just yeah. retired playing for Perth. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How could he not want yeah. Perth to win all the time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe I would be biased if... Townsville was still in it. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, because yeah, my exactly. heart is with the Ville. Yeah. But I think that's the best advantage that I have. Yeah, yeah true. So I can say whatever, whatever to whoever, to and it doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Sydney Kings Sydney is going Kings! to win the championship. Sydney Kings will win. <laughs> you heard it here you from know? New York. What the hell is going on with LeBron going <laughs> to the Lakers? Man, I just, I think that. That, that was a shock. That was a super shock, but... The whole team, the whole, whole Cavaliers have gone to the Lakers. You know, for me, to be honest with you, I thought he would stay in the East yeah. because it's going to be that much difficult for him to get to the championship. Yeah. The East, he could walk blindfolded backwards. He's walking into the grand finals every year, yeah. as he has done like the last six years. Mm. So why would you leave an Eastern Conference mm. where you can do that and go to an extremely competitive West? Maybe $154 million in a four-year deal could do it. I mean, well, you're right. I wish he would have came to New York because yeah, he would have had cool. this town going. But, I mean, the you Knicks. know, I think the Knicks needed it, needed something like that. But, you know, he's in L.A. It's a great move for him and his family. Um, he's an accomplished businessman. Mm. Uh, he just opened a school. He's, he, he, Crazy, he wants hey. his kids to do, I think, they'll have a better opportunity mm. in, on the West Coast in L.A. You know, he's just a successful Businessman, an amazing role model, and I tip my hat off to him, man. But the LeBron whole team James will is lift. one of the greatest players we have ever seen. The whole team will lift around him, though. 
Yeah. The, the, the Lakers will just all of a sudden not be better just because he's there, but, but, but learn from him. The other players, the, he, he seems to mentor. And I think when Kyrie left, uh, left the Cavs, it, the, the whole, it, it, that's sort of when it started falling apart, would you say? Yeah, but, you know, why, why I even tip my hat off to him more is I think the hardest year that he's had in his career was getting his first championship. Yeah. But the toughest year for me since then was him this year after Kyrie left because mm. everybody's like, it's over. He mm. can't do anything without Kyrie. Yeah. The man played all, every game mm. this season. Every game he's played, his stats were higher than James Harden's this year who yeah. won the MVP. Yeah. And he took a team that he traded half the team at, <laughs> at the half point. He traded them. He traded them. He did them. the deals. And went to the grand final. Yeah. For me, that was amazing. That was amazing for me. But, I mean, to, to lose all of the games yeah, against yeah, Golden State was unfortunate. Do you think his team let him down? Of course. I mean, you can't do it by yourself. Mm. Kevin Love showed up. Yeah. Nobody else showed up. J.R. Smith didn't show up. Nobody else, Tristan, didn't show up consistently. They didn't show up. They were not there. The, the last game four was just ridiculous. It was just <laughs> ugly to watch. They threw it away. They, it was just ugly to watch. They yeah. gave up. You know, and, you know, credit to <laughs> Golden State. They're a super team. They are an amazing team. They work well together. Dude, they're like the Monstars from Space Jam. I know you guys <laughs> might not be old enough to remember Space Jam. I know Space Jam. But and, and actually, you know, now that you mentioned that, it, it, it kind of looked like uh, it looked like the Cavs were the team that, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny was in there. And like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, I would say, was Michael Jordan. Right. But all the other cartoon characters were the rest of the Cavs. That's what it was, you know. And at the end of the day, at least show up. Lose with your head up high. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you look yourself in the mirror after that grand final, after those losses? No, you can't if you're not LeBron James or mm. if you're not Kevin Love. Mm. You know, but it is what it is. They've moved forward. And well, he got himself a championship with them, and, and two Aussie players were on the team, Della Vadova and Bogut. Yes, he I, was. I was there yes, as they well. were. Yes, they I, were. I was there. I saw the, the actual game in, uh, in, uh, in San Fran. Yeah. Was just, it was so exciting to yeah. be there and, and watch that happen. I could imagine that arena. Yeah. I heard Oracle is amazing. Oh. The, the I got goosebumps thinking about yeah. it. it was, yeah. Thank you to my buddy Chris for, for giving me a ticket. Chris, look. Uh, yes. I'm your new buddy. You Any friend you. of his is oh. a friend of mine. Oh, the so, Red Bull guys, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Red Bull. Yeah. I need a check, too, for that. <laughs> so, hi. Mate, thank you so much for, for being on the show. I think we've covered it all. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that, that we could talk about other than the fact that we're, we're in New York. It's hot. It's, it's, uh, it's the 4th of July tomorrow. So many exciting things are happening here. I'm going to see Snoop Dogg play you? in Jersey. Snoop Dogg's doing a free concert, and oh, then the sweet. fireworks are on. Sweet, So nice. the smoke will be coming from the fireworks for a change rather than Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, the smoke going to be coming from Snoop Dogg. You better believe that. And <laughs> yeah, what are you doing for 4th of July? Um, I'm going on a rooftop in Williamsburg and just see the fireworks from the East River from that side. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, I got a couple time. of Aussies. Funny enough. I got a couple of Aussies in town I'm going to hang with tomorrow. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Aussies are always everywhere, man. We are. You love the Australians. Listen, man, I'm nothing but love. You know, that country, outside of commentating, yeah. that country has done wonders for me, and I have nothing but love for there. Nothing but love for Australia. Yes, and, like, there's Australian cafes opening everywhere, right? Yep. Bluestone Lane. Bluestone, uh, yeah. yeah funny there? enough, my, a good friend of mine, a good girlfriend of mine, yeah. Runs Bluestone. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I interviewed Nicholas Stone the other day. Oh, did you? The guy who started Bluestone. That's dope. Yeah, that is real the, the dope. coffee is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real coffee. Yeah. And I just got on my coffee. I just got on the coffee tip 
Oh, okay. You never a coffee La- in Melbourne. All oh, right. So okay. now I'm well, living in Melbourne. You get getting yeah, into yeah. the coffee eventually, aren't Look, you? I love Melbourne. I love Sydney, but I love Melbourne. Is that where you stay when you? Yeah, yeah I'm based in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when do you head back? Um, is, it, is it like half the year? Sometimes September. Here? Uh, about nine and three. Nine on over there, three over here. Nice. So like September, I'll head back over there. That's cool, man. Well, yeah. we look forward to having you back there and screaming on the sidelines on, uh, on Foxtel <laughs> and, uh, and NBL TV so, so the City Kings win because the City Kings are going to be taking out the championship this year without a doubt. 100%. If nobody get hurt, 100%. Nobody get hurt, please. Please. Just don't get hurt. Corey Homicide-Williams on the mic. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Legend. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Peace. Yeah. I know the, I know the, I know the handshake. I know the lingo. <laughs>